Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. Thanks for joining us for an Appleseed Bite, a tiny little episode of the show, just a single story long, just a few minutes in case you've only got a few minutes and you want to fill those few minutes with some great storytelling. We've got a great story for you today. And of course, we want to remind you that we drop a few of these bites each week in preparation for our big Thursday episode, Drop Thursday's the day when we bring you a full hour filled with stories for you and your family, all kinds of tales, including this week, a story from Bill Harley recorded live in the Appleseed studio called Happy Birthday, Mrs. Nottingham. Just the centerpiece story in an hour filled with stories about, frankly, about the generation gap. And since that so often occurs between students and teachers, it's an episode about students and teachers, too. You won't want to miss a single word. In the meantime, I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by one of our assistant producers, Lacey Ivey. Lacey, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. And tell us what we're going to hear today. So today we're going to hear a classic Donald Davis story, and it's called Jack Moore Builds a House. It's just a fun little story of his childhood and a neighbor that he had and the lessons that this neighbor taught him of what's really important in life. Speaking of learning from between generations, right? Yeah, this is a terrific story for that. And of course, Donald Davis is the wonderful North Carolina storyteller who has thrilled audiences for decades and decades and decades, not only with traditional jack tales and things like that, but perhaps his most beloved stories are stories of his own childhood. This is one of those. And again, it's called Jack Moore Builds a House. Happy to bring it to you as today's Appleseed Bite. When I was about 10 years old, my dad sold a tiny corner of our land to a man named Jack Moore. Jack Moore and his wife Ada were young and married, and Jack wanted land on which they would build their first house. With the sale of that land, there started one of the most interesting and educational periods of my lifetime. You see, Jack Moore built his own house, and I helped him every step of the way, whether he needed my help or not. He would get off his job at 3 in the afternoon. He worked the day shift at the rubber company. I would get home from school about the same time. I would meet him across on the other side of our pasture, and I watched from the digging of footings down to the last drop of paint. My vocabulary improved helping him build that house. I learned words like sleeper and soffit. Besides all those other little short words he seemed to use sometimes to get all the pieces to fit. There was only one thing wrong with Jack Moore building the new house. He worked on the new house on Sunday. We would get up at our house and get ready to go to Sunday school at the Methodist Church. We would get in our car, pull through the dust hedge, turn down Plot Creek Road, and my mother would be on the lookout. As soon as she would see Jack Moore looking, her eyes would lock on him, and all the way down the road, she would watch him. Then she would turn back to my daddy and say, Jack Moore doesn't go to church. Well, as soon as we got home from Sunday school that day, I went across the pasture to see Jack Moore so I could tell him what my mother had said. I'd learned that if I told people what my mother said about them, I would get to hear two stories instead of just one. I said, Jack, 
Guess what my mama says? He said, I don't know if I want to know what your mama says. I said, my mama says, you don't go to church. He sat me down and he said, son, let me tell you something. Church isn't a place you go. Church is something you do. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you can have church anywhere. But church is what happens when you live so that everybody you meet has a better day because they met you than they could have had if they hadn't met you. I thought, wow, that sounds easy. I went back and told my mother all about that. She was not impressed. We kept going to Sunday school. Well, finally, the new house was finished, almost finished, not finished on the outside, but finished enough on the inside so that Jack and Ada could move in. They moved into the new house while he was still finishing around in the yard and and all the trim work on the outside. And the first Saturday night after they moved in, they invited our family over to have supper with them. We went over to the new house, cooked hamburgers on a grill, had supper, and then we went in the Moore's living room, and we saw the first television set I had ever seen that was turned on. I'd seen the television set in the furniture store before, but back then they didn't turn the sets on in the stores because my daddy said nobody wants to buy a television that has all the programs already used up on it. But we turned on the television there in the Moore's house, and we saw in living black and white, Red Foley from Renfro Valley singing the Salty Dog Rag, and Lawrence Welk with bubbles going up, and silvery-looking snow just staying all over the picture. We went home that night, and it had been a great day. The next morning, we got up on Sunday, and we started back to Sunday school again. As we went down the road, my mother was on the lookout, and she spotted Jack Moore at the top of a big A-frame ladder painting the trim work under the eaves around the house. When we got home from church that day, while my mother fixed dinner, I walked across the pasture to watch Jack Moore painting. He was at the top of that big A-frame ladder, now at the end of the house, and as I got closer, I could hear that he was painting to music. Back and forth in big, long strokes, Jack Moore was painting to the most beautiful music I had ever heard. As I got close to the house, Ada met me at the door, and she took me inside, and we followed the sound of the music into the living room, and there on the television set, playing music for Jack Moore to paint by, was the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. I watched them sing, I listened to them sing, and I could look out the window and see there at the top of the ladder Jack Moore painting in perfect time with the music. The program came to an end. I looked at Jack as he stopped painting. All of a sudden, the announcer came on, and the announcer said, This program has been brought to you by the Church of Jesus Christ 
of Latter-day Saints. And then I knew what Jack Moore was. Through that window painting, he was one of the Latter-day Saints. Years later, I think back to what I learned in Sunday school. In Miss Herman's class, I learned not to hit Michael Tuttle with trucks. In Miss Bowles' class, I learned to blow out all the candles on your birthday and your wish will come true. In Miss Sloan's class, I learned that fourth graders are too big to play with toys. That's about all I remember. But I'll never forget what I learned at Jack Moore's house. That if you really want to have church, it's simple. All you got to do is live so that everybody who meets you has a better day because they met you than they would have had if they hadn't. Builds a House, a story told for you by Donald Davis. A nice life lesson there, right? It's a pretty good way to live. It is. I, I love that little memento at the end that he adds. I think it's so relatable. It's just so sweet. <laughs> and Lacey Ivy, where does this story take you when you hear it? Oh, this takes me to so many places. But this one, now that I've heard it again, is actually taking me somewhere different than I originally <laughs> thought it was taking me. And it's taking me back to when I grew up with my grandma before my parents were able to move into their own house. And we were very young when we lived there, but we had this neighbor down the street who was a very good friend of my grandmother's, so around her age. I don't remember anything except his name was Will and him and his wife were super sweet and they had this play set in the backyard and they always had popsicles. And so any day we wanted, we would just walk down the street, we would go to (laughs) Will's house and my grandma would sit outside watering her flowers and she'd yell down the street when it was time for us to come home. And I haven't really thought about that as being a very influential part of my life. I didn't really remember it until now, but you know, he was just a man that we knew we could go to if we wanted to have some fun. He gave us popsicles when we were hot in the summertime. He let us play in his backyard and he was just that kind of person that you know, this story represents. <laughs> we had uh uh, as you talk about that, we had uh, across the street from us when I grew up, uh, Grandma and Grandpa Smith. They were not our Grandma and Grandpa, but they were Grandma and Grandpa to the whole neighborhood. And and just as you describe, anytime we, we wanted one, we could go over and get a Popsicle. And uh, it seems like every good neighborhood has somebody like that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the story, of course, uh, was Jack Moore Builds a House, a story told for you by Donald Davis. And uh, filled with all kinds of lessons that Donald learned when he was a kid from all sorts of uh, folks, from Jack Moore certainly, but also from Sunday school teachers and others as well. Pleasure to bring you that story and join us on Thursday for a story from the wonderful Bill Harley, who will tell you the story, uh, Happy Birthday, Mrs. Nottingham, recorded live right here in the Appleseed studio. Lacey, thanks for joining me for this Appleseed Bite. Thanks for having me, Sam. I'm Sam Payne, and I can't wait to be with you again on the apple seed. Thanks for joining us for a bite brought to you by the apple seed. <laughs>